Hey, what's up, everybody? Here we are back at Creative Fuse. Or if uh, you've been listening to us, we've been going by the H2B podcast. But yeah, this is Creative Fuse now brought to you by H2B. And if you're listening to this, it is June 27th, 2022. Hope you guys are starting out the week well. And uh, we've got a nice guest for you here today. we got the fire chief at Dalton Fire Department, Todd Pangle with us. How you doing, Todd? Doing great. Doing great. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk to him a little bit about their... Uh, They've got a recruitment event going on right now. It started at the beginning of June, running through the end of July. That's correct. correct. Yes. And uh, yeah, going to talk to him a little bit about that, their involvement in the community and uh, things such as that. So yeah, how's it going, Todd? Going good. Going good. Yeah. What about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's a nice day. So can't complain Beautiful day. there. Beautiful yeah. Day. Um, but yeah, you want to talk a little bit just up front here about kind of, uh, I guess, community involvement, I guess. Let's start there. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, you know, the fire department's involved in a lot of things that people mm -hmm. probably don't realize. You know, most of the time people, when they think of the fire department, they see the big red trucks or the BRTs running up and down the road and, and responding to emergencies. But we are also involved with uh, things in the community. You know, obviously, we like to we like to go to public relations events mm -hmm. and, and go where we're invited to. But we're also in our schools and our public schools as well. We we actually have a um, one of our key keystone projects that we do is we uh, go into the Dalton public schools and mm -hmm. teach fifth graders. Mm -hmm. uh, we teach fifth graders once a month about fire safety. Then the fifth graders in turn teach the lower grades. Uh, and it's kind of got a little competition built into it. And, and the more. Uh, people that they're able to, to to talk to and to get the message out to, they get points for that. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the year, we we give a trophy mm -hmm. for the, the the class with the most points. So that is a great opportunity. Mm -hmm. But as well, obviously, we do uh, fire and life safety preventions, inspections, and different things like that as well. Um, you know, just a lot of things that we like to do, and, yeah. and we're we participate with Special Olympics as well. Yeah, I just saw something on y'all's Facebook. You guys just wrapped that up, didn't you? What's that? The Special Olympics. Yes, yeah. yes. So the torch run uh, and everything. We obviously PD PD mm. started that, started their involvement with it, and brought us into it. Uh, then at the end of the year, of course, we do shop with a hero. Mm -hmm. It used to be shop with a cop, and yeah, and they got us involved with that. We fundraise all throughout the year, mm -hmm. and at the end of the year, I believe last year we were able to to take twenty kids shopping, three hundred dollars a piece plus. Wow. Uh, two hundred dollars worth of groceries for for all all the families. So it's a that's great, awesome. Yeah, yeah, we love it. My guys love it, and so does police yeah. and police officers. They just to see them kids' faces yeah. light up and shopping with our guys. It's just mm -hmm. uh, it's it's mutually beneficial. Yeah. We can say that. No, that's really special, actually. Yes. Yeah, being able to do something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, I was over. I guess it was right at the end of May. I'm guessing, or maybe right at the start of June, but I'd went over to one of y'all stations. Uh, I can't remember exactly where it was. It was over that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you guys did a burn and like had, it was two shipping containers stacked on top of each other and did like a simulated burn. And there were a bunch of kids there and mm -hmm. H2B was over there. They had me taking photos, but I guess some of that's your community outreach you do as that well. Is, and that's actually the class five program. That's okay. the fifth grade. So, yeah. so at the end of the year, we bring the fifth graders in and we, we do a real life scenario. Yeah. Uh, that is at our station to our training center. And that, that's actually where we do our live burn training. Um, and so we bring all the kids out there, do a full, full on, uh, scenario mm -hmm. and we get EMS involved and, and PD involved. It's, it's, it's good time. Yeah, no, that was a good time. Cause yeah. I mean, I'm a big kid at heart. Yeah. So like yeah. I was out there and just like big trucks, 
yeah. fire, water. <laughs> I, it was a good time. <laughs> yeah, and our, our guys, aside from the heat aside, our yeah. guys enjoy it. You know, they, they have a great time with the kids. Yeah, when the kids seem to oh, legitimately yeah. really have a good time. Yeah, like, we, we get, you know, good reports from, yeah. from that. And the kids are learning mm-hmm. something while they're having fun, too. Mm-hmm. They're getting to see what it's really like and, and experience it. Because in, in, in real-life events, you know, mm-hmm. typically people get frightened to death. And, yeah. and so, you know, you get a, a house fire and, and, and you actually got to go search the kids out because mm-hmm. the first instinct is to hide. Yeah. So, you know, this this gives them the ability to see it in a controlled environment. Mm-hmm. So it's it's doing a lot of good as well. Yeah. Well, and something that kind of warmed my heart that day was, I mean, it's not a great world we live in these days. Yes. But uh, and I feel like kids lack proper heroes to oh, look yeah. up to in a lot of capacities. So it really warmed my heart when I was over there that day to see some of the kids asking some of the other firefighters for autographs. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, that's super sweet. Well, and, and you know, that is something we instill in our people um, mm-hmm. uh, from day one, from the time that I'm interviewing them and talking to them is, you know, one thing, one motto I go by, you know, every at the end of every shift, we take our uniform off, but the uniform mm-hmm. never leaves us. It never comes off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're representing our, our profession, our city. Uh, we're representing our families and our brothers and sisters in uniform. Uh, and so we got to conduct ourselves as such because mm-hmm. people like them kids look up to, yeah, uh, look up to these guys. Yeah, they yeah. really do. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there was a time in my life where I wanted to be a firefighter there right out of high school for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I can, I can empathize. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 I grew up, I actually grew up beside of a fire station. So, yeah. Uh, so I spent my, my my young years and adolescent years playing basketball on the yeah. uh, engine bay apron and yeah and so it's it's been in me my whole life yeah it just called at you that's it yeah that's that awesome exactly right that's awesome well what kind of uh what kind of recruitment stuff so, you guys got going on so right now we have three open slots mm-hmm. uh, that we're trying to fill uh, with the our we'll be accepting applications until July the thirty first uh, and then at that time we'll we'll, you know, start interviewing and, and hopefully we'll find three people that, uh, not only want a job, but want a career. Mm-hmm. And cause that's what, you know, I'm always searching out is, is, you know, career people that, um, are willing to put the work in and, and, and reap the benefits as they, as mm-hmm. they progress through their careers. Uh, because that's one thing about it. I, you know, I've been in the fire service 27 years and I'm still learning, mm-hmm. uh, in the fire service, you know, people, uh, say fire is fire, but it's not. It's it's mm. you know you can learn something every single day. You just have to open your mind, and that's what yeah. we're looking for is those people that are willing to to stick with it, to learn, and and to make a, a life out of it. Mm-hmm. And it seems like a great opportunity. I mean, you've got a we put together a, a brochure, not a brochure, but a one sheet here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, see what was that? The tuition reimbursement is the one thing I was looking at. That seems like a great opportunity for somebody that's wanting to further their education, but also have a career. Yes. And we, you know, we do encourage and promote secondary education. Uh, you know, it it, it builds upon the professionalism that we expect and that's both us and the police department. Mm -hmm. I I know I'm here to talk about the fire department, (laughs) but our police department second to none as well. 
Uh, and we really encourage that because that does add to the professionalism yeah. of our staff. Uh, so the city, you know, they stepped up and they, they offered the tuition reimbursement program. Uh, it, it, it used to be based upon your grades, but now it's just you pass, you get you get reimbursed. Um, and, you know, the, the benefits uh, that, that we have is uh, with the city of Dalton is mm -hmm. second to none. You know, we have a, a basically a two to one match with retirement program. Uh, the city gives gives 5% with nothing uh, contributed by the employee, but then they match the employee up to 5%. So at the end of the day, you end up with 15% going into your defined mm -hmm. contribution. And, and, you know, that's just unheard of plus insurance. I mean, the flyer that you guys did is awesome. Uh, it, I think it lays out a lot of the benefits that we offer. And, yeah. And, uh, um, you know, just looking for those three people. And, yeah. you know, I would like to kick in too is um, – in, in the early 90s, we we had a big hiring push, uh, and those guys are beginning to retire out. Yeah. So in the next 14 to 15 months, we have eight to ten people that's going to be retiring. Mm. That does not include the three that we're hiring for right now. So mm. uh, we're looking to have uh, a couple of recruit schools a year for the next three or four years. Yeah. <laughs> it's what yeah, the fire chief yeah, says, too. You wow. got eight or nine coming out in the next few years, yeah. Yeah, that's a, and we're losing a lot of experience mm. with those, you know. I mean, obviously. So when I say that we're looking for mm. career, you know, people that are searching for careers, that's what I mean. Mm. I mean, you know, we're we're losing people with uh, 25, 30 years experience, and and it's hard to replace. And mm. so we need people that that want to stick with it, that want to learn, that want to get better, and you know, be the tomorrow's fifth grade heroes. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome, dude. What uh. You'd mentioned earlier, like, I mean, yeah, you're losing all this experience, but kind of digressing a smidge here. But would it be safe to say that, like, you'd mentioned something about this a little bit earlier, but like. Not all fires are the same, I oh, would imagine, like no. you think, you know how to handle something, mm -hmm. but it catches like an updraft or whatever. And well, and, you know, there, there are, oh, Lord, we could we could talk about yeah. that longer than what this the <laughs> podcast here has has opportunity for. But I mean, when you look at uh, the different construction types and you look mm -hmm. at the different and, and I mean, all the way to how people arrange their their furnishings in their house, mm -hmm. you know, can change uh, the flow path and change uh, the different dynamics of the fire. Um, you know, and how, uh, how things have been remodeled throughout the years, you know, just looking, looking here where we sit, looking out the window mm -hmm. and, uh, as a firefighter and especially one that spent the years that, uh, that I have and, and, and other guys at the fire department, you look at the types of construction that are over here. We got a lot of downtown construction and how many times have these buildings be remodeled and you have mm -hmm. void spaces that you don't know about. So, uh, how a fire reacts to all of that. And, and what a lot of people don't realize is a lot of this construction is heavy timber construction. So behind all of this stuff mm. that's making the pretty wall covering is actually big, heavy timbers. Mm. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately we've had some fires down here and, and they're hard, hard to control mm. uh, because that stuff's been there for a long time, dried out and just ready to burn. Yeah. And so it's, uh, it's hard to control them, but that's, you know, that's what leads to the dynamics of, mm -hmm. of the fire that we have to deal with. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just different in every, every situation. And, you know, our guys are trained to be able to look at a building, to look at the smoke, to look at the fire and be able to predetermine, you know, based on our, our education experience, where that fire is going to go and mm -hmm. what we need to do to cut it off. So, um, with that being said, I mean, who, 
you know, it, it it's not a boring job. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I just hope we can find some people that want to yeah. be a part of that. Yeah. Well, you're definitely starting at the right place with those fifth graders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was amazed. They, uh, I can't, you called him Bob or whatever, but your dummy you used to like lower mm-hmm. off the top of the building. Yeah. That you had your repelling guy rescue. He said he weighed like 200, 220 pounds, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so depending on which one they use, yeah. unfortunately, I wasn't able to attend that one that day uh, for that uh, uh, presentation, but uh, we have we have our our rescue randys are of different sizes. Yeah, rescue randy. Yeah, rescue yeah. randy, and that's actually a, a, a trade name or a brand name, uh-huh. if you will. Uh, but uh, he's been called a lot of different things when people, depending on the scenarios <laughs> we're running. You know, when you've been training for about four hours and you've got to carry that thing out of that burn <laughs> building with it on fire. He gets called other things, but, uh, but, but yeah, we, so they can range anywhere from infant size, you know, eight, 10 pounds all the way up Mm. to 225, 250 pounds, depending on, and the ones that we have, uh, typically are 150 and 225. Yeah. I think the one that day was the 225 one. And I was impressed. The big one. (laughs) Yeah. And in about, uh, there was one kid that asked like, uh, can I touch Randy or something? And before I knew it, there was about 10 kids all teamed up lifting mm-hmm. rescue Randy. And I was like, there's your firefighters. That's right. Like uh, yeah. that sort of teamwork. I was like, I didn't have that teamwork in fifth grade. Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> what we need to do is we need to start pulling them kids aside, go ahead and get their names and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, Put them in there early. Like, That's what professional <laughs> baseball does. Why can't yeah, we, right? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Which what kid wouldn't want to cruise around in an awesome truck all day? Yeah. And like, come on. I know yeah. that's, that was me. That was, that yeah. was when I was growing up, I just wanted to ride. And of course, of course there's a lot more to it, but, yeah. uh, but you know, that's, I guess that's the reward of it is yeah. to be able to do that. But I, you know, and, and, and one thing I didn't even mention, and I can't believe I didn't, as far as in the fire service, there is a brotherhood, if you will. And I hate to sound cliche, yes, but, but there is, there is this uh, bond mm-hmm. that is formed um, in, inside of the firehouse that, uh, you know, that, uh, is 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 we look at it as our second family and and to be a part of that is mm. just uh you know it's phenomenal uh to, as i look back upon my career at the relationships and the bonds that have been created you know because of the profession mm-hmm. that i chose um you know and so when when you see these guys out i mean they look like a close-knit bunch and they are uh you know typically when our guys uh, go into a fire or they go into an emergency situation, nothing has to be said. We mm-hmm. just, They just do their job. And, you know, we, we had a structure fire last night. It's unfortunate for the homeowners. And, and, and I always, you know, remind my guys of that, that, uh, you know, our, when we're called to duty, uh, somebody's, that's somebody's worst day. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, you know, when I showed up there, it's just amazing to watch. It's like a, 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 a finely tuned machine mm-hmm. at work. You know, everybody's doing something, but they're all doing it in coordination with one another. Mm-hmm. And that comes from that type of relationship that is formed and that's what does it. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we, you can be out somewhere and when there is another firefighter from another state in another department and, you know, it's, 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 the, the, you know, we actually refer to each other as brother and sister and mm-hmm. we never met each other before. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's because you know that 
that coordination exists, you know, uh, even across state lines. Mm. It's, it's an amazing thing. When a lot of jobs don't have that sort of camaraderie they don't. and it like it, it really, you really have to earn that mm-hmm. and work for that. And to be able to have a whole squad of people you work with that you can just no questions asked, trust with your life. Mm-hmm. Like that's something. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is. And, and, and we do, we, you know, we do. And, and there again, I know it sounds cliche, but, but, you know, we do trust each other with mm-hmm. our life. And, and, you know, when you go into a, you go into a, a situation of burning structure or something like that, where, you know, what you see on TV, that's not real. Mm. It's, you know, uh, I've not been in a structure fire where I can see my hand in front of my face. Mm. Uh, so you, you're going in totally blind and completely hot, loud, uh, and you are coordinating with one another. Uh, and so you got to know what the other one's going to do. You got to be able to know it before they do it, uh, if you will. Mm. And, you know, that just comes from you know, years of working together, training mm-hmm. together. Uh, and it, it just, it forms a bond that yeah. nobody else outside could, could get, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's special. Now, when I was over here watching, uh, the burn the other day and watching with the kids, I noticed this really impressed me actually. And the amount of patience and trust that this takes mm-hmm. impressed me, but I noticed there were two firefighters that stayed pretty much like on one knee outside of the, the Mm -hmm. building burning. And they said after that, that they stay outside to make sure everyone gets out. And they're basically the backup. They're it's called a rapid intervention. That's a RIT team. Uh, That's a rapid intervention team. So they, they have equipment ready. Uh, That equipment cannot be taken. It cannot be used for anything else. All of that equipment that that they have staged Mm. is, uh, for any potential rescue of our people yeah. that they may need. So they'll also be tuned in to every radio channel that we're operating off of. So what they're doing is they're monitoring as as our crews are progressing through the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if we go from one room to another, we'll tell command, hey, you know, command, we're, we're advancing to the BC corner, mm-hmm. uh, to a bedroom on the BC corner. That crew is sitting there listening, and they know where the interior crews are at at all times. They also know what's going on on the exterior. Mm-hmm. So if they do have to perform a rescue, then – and typically that that team arrives on a particular truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, – that's another thing people don't understand. Like I said, we could talk about this all day and, and, but you know, typically ladder trucks and and then our rescue truck, they, they are coordinating together, but those are your rescue trucks. Those don't fight fire. They don't pull hose mm-hmm. lines. They don't do those things. They do forcible entry. They do rescue. They do utilities control. So usually that crew you see, mm-hmm. they either arrived on the rescue or they arrived on the truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically we do use engine companies because of the size of our department, but uh, typically that's what you see and they're mm-hmm. outfitted and trained for that. Yeah. It just impressed me because mm-hmm. it's like, if you were in a uh, real time scenario, and I know they're not just there on one knee doing nothing, but just having the patience and the focus to say, hey, I'm not here to help put out this fire. I'm here to support the people putting out the fire mm-hmm. and not because I don't know, a bunch of, uh, I guess, uninitiated folks, they would see a situation and they want to. It's great. You want to go help. But mm-hmm. sometimes you don't need to help. You need to take a step back and mm-hmm. realize that you're actually hurting the situation. 
So just to have the patience to sit there on one knee and mm-hmm. trust your other comrades to go in there and do what needs to be done and you're there for backup, that's really impressive to me. Yeah, and, and you know, really on a fire scene, uh, those guys are probably have the most important job out there mm-hmm. uh, because if something does happen to one of our crews, you know, obviously that's the worst day in the department. But uh, but the original emergency still exists. Mm-hmm. So uh, although most people don't want to be assigned to the RIT crew mm-hmm. because you're not going to get to do the job, you're mm-hmm. not going to get to do the work. Um, but, you know, really in hindsight, that's the most important job. Down. And, you know, years ago we didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And so when firefighters would go down because you know, it, it is a dangerous job, mm-hmm. um, and but when firefighters would go down, it's like the entire scene would have to regroup and then say, okay, we got to do this, but we still got to do this. So what we've done, and this is as an industry uh, nationwide, is we said, okay, we've got to set aside a segment of our resources to be able to dedicate to this because we still have the incident at hand. Mm-hmm. We still got to do this. Uh, you know, in modern history, um, in our department, uh, we have had to activate that, um, and you know it was a great outcome, mm-hmm. and and uh, it, the rescue was facilita- facilitated very quickly with minimal injury, uh, and so it was it was great, and it's it it, it kind of reinforces to our personnel and to our men that hey this does serve a purpose, mm-hmm. this is very important, and so guys guys tend to stand with that more with pride Yeah, uh, that, Hey, we're the last line. Mm-hmm. Stance. Here we are. You know? And that is a point of pride. Cause I imagine, I mean, heaven forbid, if you're in that position and you get called up to do your job that day and you mm-hmm. actually have to take action, the whole department's not having a good day that day. If you're having, that's right. Yeah. And uh, a lot of pressure. If, yeah. the, if the department's not having yeah. a good day that day, the overall outcome is going to rest with you. So, yeah. you know, it's, we train a lot with that. We, we really do. We train a lot with that. And you said that had become kind of standard. It is. Yeah. It is. So, you know, our, our industry is we follow NFPA, NFPA National Fire Protection Agency um, you know, or association uh, actually produces recommendations for every aspect of our job as well as life safety and, and fire fire protection and uh so years ago they they created a two in two out rule mm-hmm. so if you got two people inside you got to have two people outside uh and from that we developed uh we being the industry as a whole mm-hmm. developed the rapid intervention crew so we said okay if we got to do this we got to outfit ourselves. Mm-hmm. We got to have the right equipment. We got to have the right preparation. We got to have the right training. Uh, you know, and there, unfortunately, there are cases uh, in our nation uh, where bad things did happen mm-hmm. to firefighters, and so we take those and we learn from those. We share those instances with with other states, with other departments, and other jurisdictions, and say, "Hey, this happened to us." You know, uh, we call it close calls, and and we train from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got a drill. It's called a Denver drill. Uh, and the reason it's called a Denver drill is because there was a firefighter in Denver that died at the base of a window, and he didn't know how to get out. Uh, and once he was located, they could not. He was a, a, a big guy, and mm. they couldn't lift him out of the window. And so we developed a technique to be able to take two men and lift somebody up to 400 pounds out of a window. Mm. Uh, and so it's things like that that yeah. you know, we train on and, and do different techniques like that. I w- you wouldn't think about uh, 
at least I wouldn't, because I mean, fire's been around a while. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think that firefighting changes that much, but it really does. It does. It does. Like all the time, just like any other industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does. I mean, with every with every good idea or mm-hmm. something different somebody wants to uh, implement in a house or, or do mm-hmm. in a house, you know, a different window box or a different, you know, whatever uh, presents a different challenge mm-hmm. for us. Uh, and so we got to learn how to adapt and overcome to those things, yeah. you know, and it's, uh, so it's ever evolving. I mean, we're, we're not only firemen, we're plumbers, we're construction mm-hmm. workers, we're, you know, we, we have to stay up on everything that affects our industry mm-hmm. uh, so that we can look at it and, you know, uh, there, there is, there is a joke within my family. Uh, every time we go somewhere out of town, my wife gets a kick out of it because one of the first things I do, I mean, you ask most people what's on the back side of a door of a hotel room. Mm-hmm. Most people will say the peephole, uh, a coat hanger. I don't know. No, it's the uh, evacuation plan. Yeah. And that's one of the first things I'll do. And I'll walk the hallway, find those stairways, because if you need that, mm-hmm. you can't see that. Mm-hmm. And so I would venture to say, any fireman worth his weight and salt would, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And so if you ever see somebody in a hotel that's walking to find the stairway door, ask him what he does for a living. Yeah. It's probably <laughs> firefighting. Well, speaking of that, I imagine just being a firefighter on your off days, do you just cruise around? Even if you're on vacation, just like, yeah, we'll be putting that building up by the end of the year. Right? I, I cannot, I'll be on, I can't go anywhere without looking at types of construction. Yeah. Um, you know, whether you're going through an, an older, such as drive down Thornton Avenue, when you look at a lot of these houses, that, that's that's balloons uh, style construction, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that those walls were built uh, as one, one side, one piece. And so, you know, you get one of those catch on fire, you got fire in the walls, mm-hmm. it's going to go from one floor to another before a blink of an eye, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so yeah, that's something that you do. You yeah. just look and holly bum in, a, in an event of a fire that that's going to be a just, catastrophe or yeah. You know, it's uh, it, it's it's just that's part of the job. Yeah, yeah. I do the same thing. I'll look at you know listening to media or watching videos where I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, they should have cut that there. Yeah, nah, they should have done that. Nah. <laughs> that's, and, and that's why, like, you know, whenever somebody wants to ask questions, I depend on people like yeah. you. To, Here, you answer that. Because yeah. <laughs> that has nothing to do with what I do for a living. Yeah. Well, uh, before we wrap up here, yeah. uh, what I, I'm interested in this raccoon story. I was told of a raccoon story. Yeah. So, th- so th- that story uh, garnered a lot of attention on our Facebook and social media. So, we, uh, as I said, uh, and and if nine one one receives a phone call and they don't know what to do with it, guess what they do? Put this in the fire department, and then they can determine. <laughs> so, if your hot water heater's leaking, guess who's going to come? Well, in this particular evening, a lady called and she had um, an animal, as she said, in her house. And she didn't know what to do. So what did they do? They sent the fire department. And um, and so when we arrived, uh, the animal was located and it was behind her refrigerator. And it was a small raccoon. Uh, so uh, our guys, um, you know, recovered the raccoon from behind uh, and... Our, most of our guys are all animal lovers. Mm. You look at our Facebook page, and and if we have a if we find a stray dog, you know we'll mm. we'll take it in the station. Well, this day, you know, rest assured, the raccoon was not injured. 
uh, and we took great care of it. But while we had gotten it out, obviously we're in, in full protective gear so the raccoon couldn't bite our guys. But we we're sitting there holding it. Homeowner said, oh, I've got to get a picture of this. And so when she snapped the picture uh, as our firefighter was holding it, uh, the raccoon was covering its eyes with its hand. And so, you know, we posted it kind yeah. of, hey, you never know what we're going to be called to. And, of course, there was some folks that were like, oh, y'all y'all are scaring that raccoon or this was staged. Mm-hmm. But I promise you it wasn't staged. Yeah. And uh, come to find out raccoons are notorious for doing that. When they feel trapped or endangered, they will actually take a paw, especially the mm. younger ones. I'm taking some of the people on Facebook's word for that. But he covered his eyes. And thus far, we have over 450,000 engagements on Facebook from that picture. Uh, of course, Bruce Fraser, our, our city's PIO, wrote up a cute little story. Uh, go Facebook and look it up one you know, sometime. But he wrote up a cute little story and talked about the embarrassment of the raccoon, you know, <laughs> wandering into somebody else's house. But, uh, but it was good, and it's been um, – uh, on various uh, media, news media throughout the country. I've had people from Austin, Texas, from Canada uh, that has called and asked for the rights to use the picture. And, uh, and so it's, uh, it's gone. It's yeah. gotten a lot of attention. I can tell you that. <laughs> Where's the, uh, what you guys do with the raccoon? So we took the raccoon uh, away from the house yeah. and released it into some woods uh, so that it could hopefully live a long and fruitful life. Yeah. Yeah. And I was kind of hoping you guys had it bombing around down there at the station and hanging no, out. It, no, no, we, cause if it, if it's bumming around the station, it will end up inside of the station. So uh, yeah. we already know it's interest of in, yeah. indoors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, you got anything else you want to drop about the recruitment before we head out here and just remind everybody? No, I mean, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to get the word yeah. out and, and, and to talk about it. But, you know, I just encourage anybody that is looking for something that is a rewarding career uh, and something that, you know, has has deep meaning mm-hmm. uh, more than what you would realize at this point until you really get into it. And I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, our recruit school is tough. We have very mm-hmm. high standards uh, for the service that we provide to the citizens of this city uh, because, you know, we want to be prepared mm-hmm. and ready and we will get you prepared and ready. But, uh, you know, I just encourage anybody looking for a meaningful career, mm-hmm. go to the city of Dalton's website and, and um, submit an application and we'll get moving. Yeah. Sounds like a good way to get in shape too. If you're looking to make a little money and get in shape. <laughs> a lot of my guys embarrass me, <laughs> embarrass me. So yes, you are right about yeah. that. <laughs> well, I thank you for uh, coming yes, by and sir. talking to us yes, today. And yeah. If you want to know more about uh, Dalton, edit that. If you want to know more about recruitment for the Dalton fire department, head on over to daltongeorgia.gov or uh, yeah, I guess you can call uh, 706-278-7300. 6-3 for more information, or you can get them on Facebook. So again, thank you, Todd, for uh, joining us today. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. And if this is your first episode, thank you. And be sure you hit that subscribe button because it makes sure you get all the latest episodes. So until next time, it's been episode 12 of Creative Fuse. <laughs> <laughs>